Welcome to Pitch Talks. Alright, Broski, on to the next one. Um, just to give a little intros again, I'm Drew. And I'm Dre. And we're gonna Drew do Dre, boy. <laughs> in this episode, we're gonna go through the the past weekend's Premier League games. And then we're gonna well we're gonna do a random topic in the middle and we'll go to an overview of the season at the end. And we'll just go through each one of these and we'll keep it uh keep it a buck while we keep season going. Obviously I'm in a good mood for a good reason. We'll go over that <laughs> a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, I ain't got no I ain't got no shame. I don't have my jersey on today. You can't see, but I'll wear it next time. But True. He's he's got good reason to be wearing his jersey. I'll give him credit for that. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And on top of that, I'll say this. We're gonna we're gonna put a visual medium for y'all so y'all can see us doing the podcast and whatnot. Um it's just gonna be the random topic. It'll be out probably the day after or the day of. Um, it'll be a clip we're gonna put on YouTube, have a channel. Go ahead and check that out. If you just trying to do the random topic or just trying to listen to that, um it'll be a nice little visual medium. Um, Working as a host, I'm getting better, but it'll be better over time. So, obviously, we appreciate everybody who's listening. Um, all of our audience, um, we're growing pretty good right now. It's a nice little, like, nice little pace. Um, obviously, we're trying to get better, but, um, you know, we, we just love, we just love, um, reviewing these games. So, let's get into this first game. No yes, further ado. Young young Barry on the on the ones and twos with the tech with the technology. All right. <laughs> well, the first first game we got is my boys Chelsea, as y'all know, versus Everton. Uh it's been a it's been a tough couple of weeks for us, I'm not gonna lie. Been a tough couple of weeks. Um but I mean I guess we're still hanging in there. A lot of people say we're out of the title race, but there's a lot of games left, a lot of football left to play. So I'm not gonna say that yet. Where you got that from the uh, internet? Where you got that from? People say you had a Yeah, bro. Pr- plenty of people say yeah. that. Plenty of people say, hey, it's no longer a, a three horse race. It's dropped the two because Chelsea have fallen off and blah 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 blah. Like I, I read too much on the internet, bro. Like I don't I know what I should believe and what I hear and everything like that. Like I just I don't know, I follow a lot of Chelsea people. Sometimes fortunately, sometimes unfortunately. And a lot of people not the fans, but a lot of people are just like, yeah, y'all are done. Arsenal's going to finish above y'all. And I'm like, okay, y'all y'all need to chill out. <laughs> we had a couple bad weeks. But anyway, into the game. Um, initial thoughts would be that Loftus-Cheek is starting again. Um, a lot of people have said Loftus-Cheek has been playing well. He has not been playing well. Um, it's unfortunate, too, uh, because... The way Tuchel plays, we have like a two-man midfield. And those two midfielders are the most important parts of our team. So, unfortunately, like when they make a mistake, it's it's elevated because our wing backs play so far up. And even though we play with three center backs, like they're even in attacking positions at some time. So, if a midfielder gives up the ball, like it's it's a transition opportunity almost every single time. So they got to be really good on the ball. Like they got to be smart with their decision-making. And to me, I'm not saying it was a lot this game, but Loftus-Cheek just, Loftus-Cheek just hasn't had it. He hasn't had it. And he's really made, made it clear why Jorginho is so important to our team. 
Um, but anyway, this game, I would say we had a lot of attacking opportunities early. Um, but I will say that obviously we didn't have our first choice attackers. We had Ziek, we had Mount, we had Pulisic. Um, and that's going to be the case for this game and the next game that I'm talking about. Um, all good players, so can't complain there, but I wouldn't say they're the first choice, like in Tuchel's eyes. Like, uh, you know, he likes to put Timo out there. He loves Havertz and we brought in Lukaku and we didn't bring in Lukaku for him to just watch games. You know what I mean? Like he's, he should be out there in the mix. Um, but in any event, uh, can't make excuses. Uh, we, we made a couple chances, a really good chance for uh, Reese James early on. Jorginho, as I spoke about before, we find, he finds him, uh, with a nice little through ball. And Reese James, like, in the form he's been in, you expect him to score it. It wasn't the easiest of shots, but a real good attacker would have scored that chance. Um, we got another, yeah, go ahead. One of the best players in the league this year. Oh, he's he's been he's been brilliant. He's been brilliant, man. He's he's been out of his mind. Um, Basically, from that right wing back position. Exactly, he's he's playing a defensive type of role, but he's been what's excelled this year. What's what has stood out, I should say, this year has mm-hmm. been his offense. Yep. Yep. Definitely. He is. Uh, yep. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm, yeah, he's he's locked down that role. Like he's if he's healthy, you gotta play him. He's he's played that well. Um, and I think a lot of people had questions about him defensively, but he's shown playing against City and other teams that if he needs to defend, he can defend too. So he's he's been playing out of his mind. <laughs> Agreed. One of the best players in the league this year. Like I can reiterate that. It's, he's been great. He's been a difference maker. Like uh, one of those guys, probably the best player on the team this year for Chelsea uh, from a consistency standpoint. Um, I think he was leading on goals. I don't know if he's still leading on goals, but. He, yeah, which is wild, yeah. <laughs> so, special player. Killing it. Killing it. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I noticed this, this time around is. Uh, I think this is something that maybe Tuchel thinks about and maybe he puts him out in midfield a little more because uh if you watch from this game, Mountain and Reese James have a really good relationship with each other, uh, like creating space for each other and creating chances. And you can see because I don't know if I don't remember if Mount plays Reese James in for that uh shot, but Reese James plays Mount in for a shot later on in the game, and he plays him in for another shot which ends up being our first goal of this game. So they clearly got like a good kind of relationship together. Um, I guess the only problem is who do you play? Because Ziyech really plays well on the right side as well. So it's like, do you play him over there with Reese James? Or like, how do you kind of mix that up going forward? So it's just another thing that Tupel has to keep in mind. It's like, okay, if we play Mount over here with Reese James, they clearly play well together. But also Ziyech is a really, really good threat on that right side, and he doesn't really offer as much on the left side. So it's just something something to really think about because I don't think both of them – I don't think you can get the best out of both of them like with one of them 
you can get the best out of Ziak on the right side, but it's like, where do you play Mel? So it's just one of those things. Now, um, can, now it's affecting <clears throat> on both both sides. I will say he is. he's good enough with both feet. His, his, you know, his less his lesser foot is not uh, a liability. You know, yeah. like, you know yeah. basketball players can't go left, can't go right. That's not mm-hmm. an issue with him. It's just he can he, he's better. You know, in the other position. But yep. he's, he's he's more versatile. But you're always you're also you know judging whether or not the versatility is worth playing the better player. So, yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. And I think it's just more more uh, speaking up on Reese James really because if he's playing with Ziek, he's going to do the same type of things. Uh, the problem is on the left side getting that same kind of consistency and the defending as well as the attacking. And that was another one of my problems going into this game is Chilwell's out for probably quite a long time. There's no 100% chance that he'll be back before the season ends, but there's high hopes. They do think he's going to come back, but either way, that's a problem we got to resolve, and I've been seeing talks about us getting Luka Dingye in, and I think that'll be a really good pickup for us if he comes in and is healthy because I think he takes Alonzo's spot and puts us in a better position on that side. Um, but yeah, as I spoke of in the first half, I would say uh, big up to Pickford because I think we created a lot of chances and Pickford, me and Drew talk about Pickford all the time. Like he, the thing about Pickford is he either plays like the best goalkeeper in the world or he plays like the worst. And this game, this man was playing like the best keeper in the world and he, he saved a few chances. And I think it was his positioning this game more than anything. He, he made it difficult for us to get a good shot off because of his positioning. Like he kind of forced us to shoot at certain angles and certain ranges because of his positioning for the most part the whole game. Like, even on Mount's goal, where Reese James plays him through, Pickford didn't give Mount a whole lot of options. Like, the shot that he scored was an excellent shot, but it's one of those, like, okay, you want to hit that hard and low, but Pickford tried to cut that off, so Mount had to kind of lift it over him and was able to get the finish. So, um, I would say Pickford is my NBA player comparison. He's kind of like the way... Mm-hmm. Lakers fans will understand this. The way Danny Green was for for us, it's either we go, I go six for eight from three, or I go zero for four, five, six. There's <laughs> yeah. no in between. Now that by the end yeah. of the season, they'll be like, "Yo, you're a forty percent three point shooter." But if It'll you level up, yeah. go through the game logs, you'll see that this dude is not consistent. <laughs> just he's super hot or he's super not hot. There's no yeah. consistency in this game. It's just that's yeah. why you just can't look at numbers. Yep. players. You have to like watch the game. You gotta watch the games, yeah. And if you if you watch if you ever watch this game, like you would be like, okay, well that's why he's England's number one. Like, that's why he plays for England and that's why teams come after him every once in a while because he his positioning and awareness and everything, like he was he was on it this game. He really was. And sometimes you wanna just say like the attackers and this is what I hear all the times like people just don't respect goalkeepers i swear but people will be like yeah they should have finished that or whatever sometimes goalies just have a good game and we we had good chances this game and pickford was just in the right position time and time again to either make the save or just make it a difficult shot for us so big up to pickford but yeah after we scored our first goal 
um, not too long after, we ended up uh, committing a silly foul, um, and it came back to bite us. They played a ball into the box, and they ended up scoring off of it. I don't exactly remember if this was just like a really good ball, but I think in the end it was just not the best defending from us. Um, and it's just one of those moments like, okay, we didn't put away our chances and we had plenty of good chances this game and it came back to bite us. Like it came back to bite us. So at the end of the day, like we got a point. It's not the worst result in the world, but it's like we should be beating Everton and Although our attackers were all out, I think, I truly think that we're losing some of these games because of our midfield balance. And I don't think Loftus Cheek is good enough to play in the two man midfield that we can continue to play. Like, if we played like a 4 3 3 and he had like Conte and somebody sitting by, behind him and he's just the creative player, okay, I feel better about that. Um, but the way we play with basically our two midfield, even if you want to consider like Reese James and Alonzo in the midfield, like those two midfielders, like their jobs are just so essential. And when they give the ball away, there's just so much space and it really just sets us up to get counterattacked. And I think it was probably a giveaway that led to that foul, that led to that goal for them. And that's what happens. That's what happens. But I think once we get our attackers back off of uh, COVID, I think I think we'll put away a few more chances and we'll still not give up too many goals and we'll be right back to where we were. And at this point, we're just hoping for a couple losses on City side and Liverpool side. <laughs> and we might have to hand it to them themselves, like when we play them. But yeah. it's what it is. Is what it is. You got anything else on that first one? No. Yeah. <laughs> nah, sums it up. All right, so yeah, so yeah, that one that one ended one one. So we got a draw. Like I said, not the best result, but minus two. I feel like yeah, yeah, basically, basically a minus two. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I don't know. I I rather lose a game where I think my team played well than to just get beat down and say everybody in the team has to go. You know what I mean? Because at least the chances were there. Like we. We just need our attackers back, really, like desperately, and we need our midfielders healthy. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna move on to the Wolves game. Um, initial thoughts on this one: where uh, we had similar problems. Um, we started the same front three that basically couldn't really put chances away. The previous game, um, it's kind of by force because I think. Lukaku was on the COVID list. Kai, Hudson Adoy, I think Timo's on it. Uh, I think Jorginho and Kovacic are still kind of recovering from injuries, so they couldn't play the whole game. Conte's not a hundred percent. Like it's just it's just a headache. Like basically, Tuchel before this game actually asked the FA to postpone the game because we had so many, like, COVID issues. Uh, and they hold didn't. Hey, hold, on, hold on. What is going yep. on in the background right now? What do you what mean? Is, what does he do right now? I can't hear all of it. 
Oh, that was my phone vibrating, bro. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, all <laughs> my right. bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah that was just, that was my phone ringing. We got too hard to I just heard a whole bunch of stuff in the background. I was like, the cat's out there tripping. Yeah. Oh, it might, it might be the cat's tripping, but I didn't hear that. I just heard my phone vibrating. Oh, right. uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, too cool is, uh, basically just asking for the game to be called off because we had so many basically COVID issues, but that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, going into this game, honestly, um, I've been watching a little bit of Wolves this year and they're good. Like they're really good. Like they played against City defense. and yeah, their defense is sound, right? Top five yeah, they're just the good. Defense. They're just good. So like they played against City and y'all won off of a penalty against 10 men and um, they played against Liverpool and I'm pretty sure Liverpool beat them off of a penalty against 10 men. So me, like where my head is going into this game is like, okay, like we couldn't score against Everton. Everton's not strong defensively. Like how on earth with these set of players are we going to be able to score against Wolves? In my head, I'm like, we're not. So I'm looking at the lineup and uh, when the lineup comes out, I'm like, dang. And everybody basically says, okay, Child was going to be in midfield with Conte. And in my head, I already know, because I've seen this this year, like how important those midfield spots are. I'm like, this is not going to work out. Like, I love Chalaba, but it's not going to go well for him in the midfield. I just know. Like, he's just, Chalaba is a young, excellent defender. Like, he has been so good. He always seems to get a leg in the way of shots and is just has good energy. He's pretty quick. Like he's not he's not Rudiger fast, but he's quick enough to where players aren't just blowing by him, which is great. Um, and he just times his tackles well, so he can block shots. But he's not a true midfielder, and there is no I don't know like this the way this Chelsea midfield is set up. Like you cannot just be thrown into it like you you gotta be you gotta be battle tested i don't know how else to explain so <laughs> so tell me this so what do you so if i give you a blame percentage pie on the ineffectiveness of the midfield over these past couple games you would say what a higher percentage goes to tuchel goes to the players not executing or you just don't have the pieces um, so, okay, so to me, in, cause, cause in the, in the back of my mind, it's like this. So I'm back in Tupel for at least the next two seasons because we had no business winning the Champions League with him coming in half the season. So to me, he's already overperformed. Um, he hasn't really got to recruit his own players. Most of the players he's, already had there because they were basically um they were here. He's he's brought in Lukaku, I think. I don't know if he's brought in anybody else besides that. I think most players were here when Lampard was got here. So he basically adopted a team that he didn't really pick and he won the freaking champions league. Like dude knows dude knows what he's doing. Dude has an idea of what he's doing. And right now we're struggling, but we're not struggling with a with a healthy team. Like he's not getting to play all the players that he wants to play. So when you ask like percentage thing for midfield and whatever, it's, 
it's 50-50 because he makes the decision of who's playing in that midfield. But we got people, huh? I, I gave but people three, are three underperforming. Variables. So I got, I gave you three variables. We got, you gave me three. We got two cool. We got mm-hmm. players not executing, and it's, you don't have the personnel to do it. Oh, players. okay, 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 okay. So we, so that's the thing. We have the personnel, but people are injured or on COVID. So like, our our best midfielders. I would say are Jorginho, Kovacic, and Conte. Those are the ones that, if they're in midfield, like I feel good. Kovacic has been out almost the entire season. Uh, Conte has been in and out of the lineup because he keeps picking up knocks. And Jorginho's had back problems, but he's been playing anyway. So oh. those are our three best midfielders, and there's two spots that they have to fill. Um, but we don't we don't have enough, I guess, reserves to cover those because Loftus Cheek isn't good enough. To play there, you got a deep team. Lofty, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a big Lofty fan, but I like the way he's played lately. Not the last, last couple, um, before this last little stretch, he was solid. Um, not making mistakes. He, he does but, not belong in that. He does not belong in that midfield. He he can play one of the attacking roles, and I feel better about it. But he does not belong in that midfield. He's because he's he's got some flair in his game, which I love, but he's got a mistake in him, and. For me, if you're going to make a mistake, you need to be a forward player because or, if you make that mistake, the, it's nowhere near the goal. Or an outside mid player. Or yeah, or or an outside mid player, I guess. But even that is kind of scary because if, if anyone in our midfield gives up the ball, like we are very exposed, even with our three at the back, because of how attacking minded like the whole team is. Because the whole team is looking to kind of get forward and help the team get forward. Similar to kind of like what Liverpool does, but the okay. midfield, I'm telling you, it's critical, man. It's just, you can't. Oh, of course. You got the best player in the world in the whole <laughs> universe, in, effort, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. I will say, so basically what I'm hearing is you're, you're thinking it's 75% just personnel, COVID, people, people out. You got the, you have the personnel. That's not it. So that's a 0%. And we put 75% on just people being out and we'll, we'll give Thomas 25. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Because when I saw Chalaba in this midfield, I'm like, all right, Tom, you got it wrong, bro. You got it. You got it wrong because Chalaba is an excellent defender. And I understand that he's played like CDM before, but just. Just the balance of that midfield is just too important. Like Conte and either Kovacic or Jorginho is perfect because one of them looks to kind of play great passes, and Conte can just do. Conte can do anything in the midfield. He's he's that good. Like if Ruben Loftus Cheek plays next to Conte, I kind of trust that. But Ruben Loftus Cheek and anybody else, I don't trust it because nobody's nobody's in goal with Conte. But we could play with Jorginho and Kovacic because they kind of balance each other out and both of them don't mind defending and they rarely give the ball away. Like, I I don't know how to explain it, man. But no, Loftus you Cheek, explain... he, and, no, the, and this and the, and the way this midfield is set up, I do not like Loftus-Cheek in there. I don't like it. <laughs> so I'm just putting this out there in the atmosphere mm-hmm. because I'm a fan of the boy. Um, Aspie, yeah, yeah. Can you play Aspie a little bit more forward and, and let him play a little bit of... Midfield, maybe on the outside, maybe probably definitely not in the middle, but maybe in the outside, play him, play him in the middle. And yeah, uh, we, 
he doesn't necessarily play in the middle. I don't think that suits his game. But yeah, playing him a little more out wide because I guess technically the way Tuchel explains is it is is that like we basically play with four midfielders and like uh, Reese James and Alonzo are technically like wide midfielders. Um, but I'm with you there. Uh, basically, against Wolves, um, when Adama came on late in the game. Because Adama's so quick and he didn't trust Aspie to keep up with him, Reese James switched to center back and uh, Aspie took that role further up, kind of like in the midfield because he could play crosses in and everything too. And I think that's what he's done consistently. Like when y'all had like Rocky Sterling playing against us, Reese James played center back so that he can stay with Sterling the whole time and give Aspie that role to kind of play forward. So, as as Aspie's career like moves towards him like retiring, that's the kind of stuff they're gonna they gotta they gotta save his legs. He can't he can't be running with the dominant. No, ideally, <laughs> ideally, you you would want Aspie to become a better, reliable, consistent defender, so you could move Reese up. Because to me, well, that's the that's Reece the role up. they play normally. That's the role they normally play. The injuries has been and all this stuff has been struggling to get around. But yeah, that, that's my my whole that's my thought process is just play Aspie back there and just put Reese up and then you're you're fine. Or you can even play them both um, up and then put Chalo back there, Ch- Chilowa back there because yeah. you can just defend. You don't need yeah the, the extra. The way the way this game should have started out, in my opinion, with that lineup is Chalaba should have been the right center back, basically, where Aspie played. Aspie should have played more forward, and Reese James should have been in midfield with Conte. Because I've seen Reese James basically play in the midfield because he's been playing inside as the right back, and he's been fine. Like Reese James, he might give the ball away, but he's good at chasing back. He can pick out a pass, like, and he's strong with the ball. And Loftus Cheek is strong with the ball too, but I feel like, like I said, he's more of a flair player, and I, I'm just, I'm just nervous of flair players in the midfield because, like, they they don't value the ball <laughs> as much as they should, and it's the midfield, and it's like, bro, you give the ball away there, your team is in danger. If you give the ball away in a forward position, it is what it is. Like they got the whole field to go, but if you're deep in the midfield and you give the ball away, like they're basically in on goal and they're getting a shot. I got like, a, I got a comparison for you. I mean, you'll like this. <laughs> talked about him for a while. It's like when you give the ball to J.R. Smith <laughs> and tell him, just yo, just get a bucket, that dude can do that consistently and just in his mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But we're not if running tell, the offense through. We're yeah. not running high pick and roll. Yeah. We're not giving you the ball to run over and over again. Yeah. You're yeah. not a high usage guy. No, nah, that's a, that's a, that's excellent. Yeah, because you're gonna turn it over. Because we know yeah. you're gonna turn it over. If you give you too many opportunities. The so amount of times, oh my god, the amount of times in the last couple of weeks that Loftus Cheek has completely blown by his guy and then given the ball away, and I'm like, okay. So you did the hard part, which is beating your man, but then you just give the ball away. So it doesn't matter. That like, Michael that doesn't Jordan, matter. Yeah, Michael Jordan's <laughs> vote. You know, you know the, the million dollar move, 10 cent shot. 10 cent finish, yeah. yeah. yeah like, yeah, come on. Can't, like, yeah, man. Yeah. And that's what it's been, because he, he's a strong midfielder, and he 
looked like he'd be gliding out on the field, but his decision making, like it's not, it's just not there. And that's, I think that's something I see consistently with him. He just doesn't make the right decisions. Like the final pass, when to shoot, like he just, I don't know. He's just like an easy on the eyes player, but he ain't got no finishes to, he ain't got no end product basically. Um, but yeah, so in this first half, honestly, Wolves were all over us. Like we got lucky because they scored and it got caught off offside. Um, it wasn't good defending. So those, when you get an offside flag and you didn't defend it well or played them offside, I just consider it lucky. So we got really lucky. Um, I think we almost got a handball on N'Golo Conte. I think it was a handball, but it was close. And I've seen stuff like that given. And that would have been a probably another chance for them. So that was the first half. And got to give credit to Tuchel here because he realized, yeah, Chalop was not going to work in the midfield. Like, it's not. And I do like the fact that he tries different things, especially with all the injuries that we have. Um, I mean, obviously it's risky because we're trying to win the, win the title, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, um, I'm like, this is, uh, this is his first full season for Chelsea. So a real in, in reality, like if we get top four, that's, that's a successful season. Like no, you don't want to, no, you don't want to think like that. Y'all too talented. You're too talented. Um, Okay. Okay. We're too talented. We're too talented, but we snuck into the top four with this same team, except Lukaku, who Lukaku hasn't even been playing lately. We had to sneak into the top four last season with a different coach. Yeah. And players (laughs) develop and players develop. And we we can talk about last season. We, when we played y'all, we knew how good y'all. So this idea that, you know, it was a shock. It wasn't a shock or at any, that any chance that we lost y'all in championship. It was, Y'all were our problem. Y'all were our biggest problem. We could tell y'all biggest problem, and you oh, yeah. he exploited. He he, he, he made that. us he made us into an excellent team. But to come into the Premier League with established teams and coaches that have been challenging for a title for the past I don't even know how many years um, against Pep and Klopp, who basically oh. have had their teams established, that's a good chance. Like I still think we could win the Premier League this year. Oh, but you're, if you're, you're being realistic. Team. What, yeah, but the, if you're being but but if you're being realistic, like a top four finish is a good finish for us. No, 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 if not we finish year. outside it's, of the top four, three, that's trash. It's three teams. Ain't no yeah. top four. There's no fourth team. There's three teams. Y'all no, I'm saying three. I'm saying, but if we if we end up if we end up at three, like I like, I don't want to. But oh, the reason I'm saying the reason I say top the reason I say top the reason I say yeah the reason I say top four is because that's Champions League. So that's. That's what people say, like, okay, a top four finish is a good season because you get in the Champions League, basically. Oh, That's the only reason no, I say top yeah. four. That's the only reason I say top no, four. No, if you guys end up four, I'm going to destroy you. That's fine. I can live with that. I can live with that. Play, I'm going to be killing you that I was already crazy. I act like I'm not a Chelsea fan, but I am actually a Chelsea fan. I, I watch them. Mm-hmm. I've been watching them, you know, they're just, they're just like City because I'm a big fan of Pulisic and Mount and especially when y'all got Roman out, like, so the copy. So I'm a fan of Chelsea. I'm just not buying this mentality. That there's a, they're not being, you know, one or two this year 
is okay because you have no, too no, much no. talent. Because like, my thing is, because my thing is, I think it. Let me let me look this up. Okay, so I researched this. I think I think in Pep's first season, uh, I think Chelsea won the league that year, and City finished third. So, I, I mean, I not to say okay, not to say you compare, you should compare yourself with another coach, but in reality, like if you told me that hey, we're gonna bring in this new coach and he's going to win the Champions League and finish second, say we finish second, finish second in the Premier League in his first like full seasons, like you're gonna say okay. Like yeah, cool, of course. Like sign me up, sign me up for that. Now do like I, but I'll I'll never say we're out of the race until it's completely over. Because once we get our team back to full strength, I think we're going to bounce back to right where we were. Because Kovacic actually, now I, I can go back to the game a little bit because Wolves killed us in the first half, and we came in in the second half. We made the change. Kovacic basically came in for Chalaba, and we looked so much better. We looked back to our normal selves. Still created a few chances, didn't finish those chances, but we still got the few chances that we were meant to have. I just think if we had our full strength like attack, even if they didn't score, I think they helped create the space for the other players to score. I think Reese James, Chilwell, and players like that got so many opportunities to score earlier on in the season because Lukaku and Timo and Kai were making all those runs and basically drawing defenders. You know how it is. It's like you draw a double team, you kick it out and somebody gets an open shot. And that's that's what was yeah, that's what was happening for us the whole season. And now, like, yeah, Mason Mounts could could have had some better finishes the last couple of games, but he's not getting as much base as he normally does because we don't have Lukaku, we don't have Timo, we don't have Averts. Like we just missing everybody and Pulisic unfortunately, has not really stepped up. And he needed to because he called us out saying that he's tired of waiting for his playing time and he's gotten his playing time. And hey, this is. So I'm calling this man out. I like yep. that. I like that. Just yep. to give I'm a little ca- bit I'm of, calling him out. <laughs> just to give a little balance to this segment on this yeah. game. Um, <laughs> and I didn't watch a whole lot of this game. I only saw a little bit of the highlights. Um, yeah. But I have to give a shout out to the boy Kilman. I'm, not, I'm a huge fan of him. I think he's really, really good. Um, we could use a player like that on on yeah. to be honest. But I I like I like I really like Kilman. Um, uh, man. brings the energy, right? Yeah, what yeah. a what a yeah what a play. He's a he's a hell of a player. Um, he doesn't get a whole lot of respect. Um, not not that he deserves it or anything like that. But um, I just, I'm just a big fan of him. Um, yeah, Ma- Max is a baller, man. So good, yeah. But uh, yeah, this one this one ended up being a nil nil draw. So, a couple draws for us, and like we we're just basically praying for our attackers to come back healthy. I mean, I think that's the final thing. It's the reason we bought Lukaku is because we're creating these chances, and we need someone to finish them. Um, but I think I'm hoping that Conte and Kovacic can both stay healthy. But we got to do some recruitment. And we need another left back, and we need another midfielder. That I don't we can, think y'all need anything else. We can trust. Be healthy, man. This is why I don't think we need anything else. Well, well, that's the thing. We need we need a left back because Alonso, he's so he's so good going forward. I have to give him that. He's so good going forward when he has time and space. 
Um, but whenever anybody with any kind of pace comes at that man, he gets embarrassed. Like he, he gets like, he gets Danny Rose out there. Like he's, he's that, he's that poor defensively. So I think, I think we'll go after Dingye forever from Everton. And I think we got to bring in a midfielder, at least one midfielder because our midfielders just get injured all the time. And the only ones I trust, there's three that I trust. So if two of those players are injured, then I don't really trust anybody else. But Ch- Chilwell's not healthy right now, so he's got to come back. So who are the, ones <laughs> the, oh, the, mid- the midfielders that I trust are basically Jorginho, Kovacic, and Conte. Like, those I will trust no matter what. Like, they are so good. But anybody else? I know he doesn't play that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess you could, but I just don't. I don't That's like the way he him as much as or his country. Sorry. I just don't like. Well, the one thing you, the one thing you notice, and like this is one thing you notice with Chalaba, and you're like, yeah, he's not a natural midfielder. Is they're always looking, like they always can see who's coming. Like before they get the ball, they know everything that's around them. Um, and I was like, Chalaba's not a natural midfielder because he doesn't know what's all all around him, and he's not ready to take his first touch out of danger and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That the stuff that De Bruyne does, the effortless effortless without effort, because I can't say that word, but without effort, like Chalaba can't do it. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, but just, I don't know. You can't be go ahead. Like you, you went from Chalaba to Kevin De Bruyne. I could even I could say I could say Gundogan. I could say Gundogan too. He he can't do the same thing as Gundogan does. I don't say that's unfair. Okay, I I can say Jorginho then. Jorginho literally knows to take a touch away from the defense and to put his body in front of the ball so that the defender cannot get the ball unless they go through him. You know what I mean? Like he just knows how to protect the ball and he knows basically where he wants to go with the next pass. Like once he gets the ball, he's already got an idea of what he wants to do. I don't think Chalaba is in the middle is the answer in any point. So, so no, we, no, it like, was a so, it was a bad decision. Yeah, it was a bad decision from him in this, Thomas, in this game. Like you, you made the wrong yeah. choice there. He did, he did, so, and I would not be surprised if you if we never see Chalba in that midfield again. I would, I would rather see Reese James in there, and then move Aspie up. Yep, move Aspie up and move Chalba back to defense because Chalba actually played back in defense today, and he was brilliant. He was great. He was he was good the whole game. He looked way more comfortable, and it was another game where we had Kovacic back, and Kovacic and Jorginho are just, like, so key for our team and the way it works. Man, they are just such good players, and Conte's just another level. He, he's just really another level, man. They, they're just miles ahead of anyone else that we have playing in midfield, and that's why I'm so hard on Loftus-Cheek, I guess, because the levels that they play at, Man, they, they are they are ridiculous, Drew. Like they are ridiculous. It's a note for the audience, man. Like if you if you just don't like you you feel upset about what your man or your chick is doing, man. Just let them do what they do best, and then they'll they'll see. But if you ask them, that's too a much, good fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, because Chal yeah because Chal- yeah, Chal- is crazy. Chal is being crazy at defender. He's been he's crazy. Been he is crazy. Like you gotta, you actually have to fight him out of position. But exactly. for you to just, oh yeah, let me just throw you in midfield, bro. Because nah, bro, let him do his thing. 
in defense and find somebody else who would admit to it. And that's why, but, he got, that's but, why he got that opportunity, because he's been playing but so to be well fair, thought, But right. to be fair, I don't know if Loftus-Cheek was available, but it might have been that Thomas Zucker was like, yeah, we got to get Loftus-Cheek the heck out of here. So he's just trying somebody else. I'm telling you, though, if because I'm telling you, people have been hyping Loftus-Cheek saying he's playing well, and it's because that Chelsea fans – and I might have been like this too, maybe if I grew up in England, but Chelsea fans, like, they love those players that are, like, homegrown and everything, and they kind of, like, came out the mud or whatever you want to call it oh, in England. Team. And I think they they have a lot of respect for those players. But I'm looking at it unbiasedly, and I'm like, bro, Loftus-Cheek is not performed. He's had a couple good games, but other than that, nah, bro. He definitely looks the part. He definitely looks he, he, does, like, he does, he does. He, he got the size and everything. Yep. He got the size and everything. Got the got the haircut and everything. Yeah. Athletic, yeah. tall, long yeah. dude. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But when you when you try to do a, when you like, try to do a when you try to do a whole spin in midfield and get the ball taken from him, then it's like, okay. <laughs> now yeah, he dominated in the lower levels, he dominated because he was he just out physical dude. You could tell he he, yeah. he dominated yeah. with man's man's got man's great on the ball and got size. So it's like it's I don't know, it's it's the help it's the help that he can't figure out. Because when he gets on the ball, he can go past somebody because he's strong and he's skilled. But just that final pass, man. Yeah, yeah. It's the final pass, bro. It's like but yeah, but yeah, anyway, I mean, it's it's a nil nil game. I think Wolves outplayed us in the first half and I think we played out outplayed them in the second half. So uh Kulisic did get the best chance of the game. Um and I, I gotta I gotta give the credit to the goalie again because he did try to chip it over him, but the goalie was ready for it, got a hand up and blocked the shot. Like uh it was a really good run from Pulisic. Um, I wish he would have had a couple better touches. He might have been able to get the ball further away from the goalie. I don't think he had the best touches like leading up to it. Alonzo's pass to him, beautiful, inch perfect. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like, okay, like I like Alonzo in an attacking sense. And I almost want to see Alonzo, like if we bring in Luca Digne, I almost want, I almost wanted to see him. Be a forward, straight up. Like we got, we got, yeah. Well, we got, we well, we have a front, we have a front three, right? And we we normally play with three attacking players. And I don't think Pulisic, Mount, and Ziyech is working, right? We because to me it's like okay, we can play a lot of crosses, but we don't have any size. So it's like okay, so take Pulisic out of the lineup, put Marcus Alonso on the left wing where he can still cross and allow him to get in the box more. And take away his defensive responsibilities, so you don't have to worry about him getting cooked. Yeah, but I'm like, but for us, but for us to do that, yeah, but for us to do that, bring in another left back. So I'm thinking, bring in another left back. Let let Alonzo play more in the attack because when he gets a chance to shoot, he's a great shooter. He's got the height, so you can cross the ball to him in the air. Like he's a good attacking threat. But he's more of a an outside guy. You don't want to play him. You want to yeah, play you don't, him. You, a, you can play you, you can play him on the outside, but say all the attack is going down the right, you just sneak into the box from the left side. You know oh, what I mean? For sure. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, like, I'm just saying lineup wise, you, you yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah. play him in the middle. You want to play yeah, him yeah. on the outside. He's too great at those crosses. Yeah. So yeah, so in that case you just drop you drop ZX from the starting lineup. 
you put Mount on the right, and then you bring in Lukaku or somebody, and you just play Alonso on top. I, I just think if you're going to play Alonso, he should be played as like a left winger type player. And you player. need to like, play him just, because he's Just don't play him. Yeah, he is. He is. Because if you, if, you watch, yeah, if you watch these last couple games, when he's defending, he's getting cooked. But when he's in the attack and he gets space, he's playing a beautiful cross in to assist Mason Mount. Like, if he gets an opportunity to shoot, he's a great shooter, excellent free kick taker. Like, for a team that doesn't score enough goals like us, like, Alonzo, he's got to get minutes. You know, like, Chilwell had a good run of form where he was scoring, like, volleys and stuff. But I'm like, if you really think about it, Alonzo, over his career, has had a lot more goal goal involvements than Chilwell. Like, he's he's a better attacking player, for sure. And Chilwell's a better defensive player, but I don't want to go there because Chilwell will be getting cooked too, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I got for that game, man. Um, shout out to Wolves, though, because they've been, they've been giving people some tough games, and if they can figure out how to score some goals, they can crack into that top top four spot because I think Man United, West Ham, Arsenal, those other teams like that, they're not really dominating, so they can sneak into a top four spot, I think, if they could start scoring some more goals, because their defense is crazy. They are really they are really shutting people down. Like to hold y'all basically to just a penalty when they had ten men, that that's impressive. Ten men for half the game. It's impressive. Very impressive. Because y'all are the best attacking team around right now. <laughs> but yeah, let me let me get off my soapbox and um, I don't think I did a player of the game for the first one, but for that Everton game, definitely Pickford. He was holding it down. Um, for this one, I would say N'Golo Conte because he actually ended up being one of our best attacking threats when normally you don't have to ask him to do that. Um, so he was holding it down in the midfield with Chalobo. Uh, Child shouldn't have been in the midfield, but he was holding it down in the first half, and he just did the same thing that I say Loftus Cheek does and beat his man a couple times, but was just better at the final ball. Just found people after he beat his man, so he was just he was just really effective throughout the game, doing his normal tackling and stuff, but also like helping us with an attacking threat because we just don't have the creativity right now, and. Some of us we need to recruit, and some of us we just need to be healthier. All right, all right. So that's it. That's all you got. That's it. I think all so. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So y'all, where y'all supposed to be behind us? So <laughs> uh, next segment. Yeah, we uh, we got work to do. We got work to do. All right. So we gonna go to break, and we'll be right back. Just read this notification that says "Freedom Rings Loud." <laughs> Did you see that too? Uh, you know, Ennis Cancer changed his name to Ennis Freedom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, so he just he just dunked and he was like, "Freedom rings loud!" Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Y'all are better than this. We could go on a rant on that a different day, but that's gonna be an interesting conversation. <laughs> just because you were in a bad, um, terrible situation and for whatever you don't have any rights, doesn't make the bullshit they do to black people okay. And you should just be thankful. That's his own mentality. Because it's worth somewhere else. But we shouldn't be out here complaining to make things change. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't anyway. <laughs> anyway. Alright. <laughs> All right, bro. So we back now. So we're gonna go through our random topic. This one is a uh, one I'm actually pretty super excited about because I've been thinking about this for a while. We're probably gonna do this for multiple times. There's just so <laughs> many things out there that I just don't understand why they are a thing, why they exist. Um, we need to change the way this is. We're just doing this because it is the way it's been, and it's completely ridiculous. So we're gonna go through our topics. Um, our, our options for this topic, and um, I'll, I'll kick it off for us. Um, the first one, and this one's been bothering me for many, many years, especially since I've been to the workforce, is um, daylight savings time. Okay, so I understand. <laughs> so I understand the whole concept of why it started. Okay, um, it's for the farmers. Blah blah blah. They need more time in the day to do the work. We're adjusting the work day for them. But we're way past the time where we're completely reliant on farmers. Okay? <laughs> on top of that, dudes can start early or start later. Why are we adjusting everybody else's life for these people? I don't understand it. When the country ran off of these people, I can understand it. But we're, we're, I don't, I don't even want to speculate on the amount of years that this started. It's a ridiculous comment. I mean, concept. And, when I and I cannot stand that when I get off work, whether I work at four or get off at four, five, six, it's pitch black dark where I'm at and, and it feels like my day is over. Like, Your day is over. Gym, it yeah, is, I feel yeah. like I go to gym like, no, it's already over. After this I'm going home. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, like, that's I, it. I, I gotta go to sleep. It's dark outside. <laughs> yeah. It ruins your room. Like it's such a stupid thing. It does, man. You might as well be working in graveyard shift. <laughs> Because the time doesn't really matter, man. When it's dark outside, you just feel like you're supposed to be home, you know? Especially if you're in a neighborhood you don't feel comfortable in. I need to get off the streets. And people that, like us that live, or like we have, that mm-hmm. live in areas where it's, you know, you just can't leave your, your, your stuff out and all this stuff. Yep. You know, it, it, it's bothersome that when I leave the office, I got to look around and see, you know, am I, am I okay? <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, like I'm going to get, like, Someone gonna do something. It, it, it shouldn't feel this way when we get on work. We should feel like there's more time in the day. It's so annoying. It's so stupid. There's no rhyme or reason that's why we haven't stopped it. It's just we just told people, oh, you know, this time of the year you're gonna have an extra hour of sleep. Well, we can be the same all year long. If you, just you know what? I can I can almost I can almost steal one from your conversation. Um, I think I will too to carry on with that because you you're talking about obviously like. Daylight savings time killing, like, it's just killing your afternoon. You know what I mean? Because you should be able to do more than just work in a day, you know? So just to, like, carry on from that, um, because I only had two down and I think you had three. Uh, the five-day work week. Why? <laughs> why do we work five days a week? 
I mean, I, I talked previously about salary versus hourly. I think that's just a stupid concept a lot of times. Like, I just don't understand the concept of that. But I just don't get why we work five days a week and we get two days off. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't think we would be any less productive if we work four days for the most part. And obviously, this isn't everybody's job. Not everybody has this five-day work week. But I just don't understand why that's kind of like the mainstream thing is that you have to work five days a week. So give me you your suggestions. I agree. Give me your suggestion on how it should change or what you would prefer. Um, more me, hours a day. Oh, no, no. So, so to me, so to me, um, I think the hours are irrelevant. So I, this is crazy, but I think obviously people having a job and having responsibilities is good for them because if I think if too many people um, had too much time off, just bad things are going to happen. Like people just going to just get in trouble just because they don't have anything else to do. I don't talk. Like, I think, I think work. Play, I, yes, exactly, bro. Exactly. So like, I think having a work week is important. So I'm not going to say, okay, you just need to cut your work week down to 25 hours. Cause that's just more time for you to spend money and you're going to go broke and you're just going to do stupid stuff and get in trouble. So the 40 hour Work week is probably legit, maybe a little less. I don't think it would kill us, but I think a lot of people probably spend. Oh, of course, of course, not casting away, but I think a lot of people probably spend um, at least an hour a day just like watching the clock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, is so this day ever gonna end? So, so I would, I would drop it at least five hours. So drop it down to thirty-five, and split that in four days. I think you should get to choose. To me. Because if you get your work done, I I don't think your boss should care what hours you're working. Like if you're required to be there, like to answer phones That's because the office, yeah, customer service, something like that, it's different. But if your job doesn't require you to be there every single day, it it doesn't make sense that you have to be there five days a week. It just, it just doesn't make sense. Problem. It's just a normal. <laughs> it's such yeah. a first generation problem. It's it is. It is. It is. But it's like, bro, it's like I've already, I've already done everything I needed to do this week. Like, why do I have to work Friday? Why do I even have to ask for PTO? My, my job is done. I want to be at home. You know what I mean? I just want to chill. Plus, these soccer games be coming on at like three p.m. during the week, and it's like I'm just trying. I'm just trying to watch soccer, really. Like, I could, if, if I could completely control my schedule, I'll probably start working at like six so I can make sure I'm not missing soccer in the afternoon. You know what I mean? I'll work at five thirty six. I don't care. I'll be up as long as I can get off at like two. Like, I'm out of there. And they're like, you got to move there. Go ahead and move there if you want that. Like, <laughs> where? You got to move. Yeah, yeah, I got to move gotta, there. You got to yeah, move yeah. there. You're not getting that like. No, I I did have a customer service job where I had a cra- I had a crazy schedule. I worked four tens, uh, and my days off were Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And schedule wise, it was my favorite. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I had Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday off, and I worked all four. I worked ten hours the other days, and it was a call center. So it was. Yeah, I worked on the weekend, but I didn't care because I had three days off in a row. If I wanted to go see a movie. I can go see it Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. It didn't matter. <laughs> I, li- I like, like that. The only problem is it was dope. <laughs> there's too many people that got the like the, with the fast food type of like too, too many of our people yep. work that regular yep. shift. Yeah, you're never yep. gonna line up with those people like be able to do things with those people. That's the only 
uh, in the, in the afternoons, like I, I started, like obviously I would work like a seven to however many ten hours is seven to five. So I would work something like that on Saturdays. So if I really wanted to do something in the afternoon on Saturdays, I still could. Just I would have to know that the next day I was waking up and working another ten hours. So, but yeah, my my Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays were great. Like you had to go to the grocery store, no line. Wanted to go to a movie, no line. Like I'm telling you, having a weekday off is underrated. This <laughs> is underrated. You get everything done. <laughs> no lot, nothing. No lines for anything. <laughs> I like that. Hey, all right. So uh, I'm gonna go to my next one. Uh, my number, my number two, I guess, is uh, people that ride bikes on the road, man. So now I'm not anti-exercise or anything like that, or I'm not gonna sit here and try to ridicule those people because um, they're just trying to get worked out and get fit. I'm all for that. I'm super all for that. I'm always all my friends know that I'm always pushing them to get in better shape and 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 whatnot. I'm I'm a workout warrior type of person. I'm obsessed with that type of thing. Working on body, but there is a there is a reason why they have cars and they have bikes and they have pedal bikes. Stop holding up traffic because you need to do your thing. Especially, and this is the worst thing, it's the worst, is when there's a sidewalk. When there's a sidewalk for you to do this show that you're trying to put on, a lot of them you just shut off. You're, you're doing this for <laughs> You're putting on a show. Yeah. Go on the sidewalk. Stay out of the road. Stop holding up the traffic. There's nothing like being stuck in traffic and then getting to the end where you're expecting to see you're waiting for that payoff where there's a crazy accident and then you're like oh I hope I'm okay I'm sorry. but you're super excited to see it you know what I'm saying it's, it's such a it's such an ingenuous thing you know, you actually it's a terrible thing it's a terrible thing but you're like it's waiting. just, like, you're just nosy you, nosy you, as you ever man yeah. <laughs> I need to know why they, why I'm sitting trying for this long and there's nothing mm-hmm. like that when there's it's not it's just I gotta be honest, I never, I never really see that. I never see bicycles holding up traffic, man. I don't drive that often, though, now that I work from home, but I don't, I don't ever see that junk, man. So I, I would be upset too. Ugh. But I do like riding my bike. I haven't ridden my bike in a long time, but I do like it's a great way to stay in shape, man. Great way to stay in shape. I guess that I support exercise. Just do your exercise in a way that doesn't inconvenience me, and we're all good. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. My next one is shorts without pockets. And I'm going to go ahead and say one thing because I know when we played intramural sports, like we had to wear shorts without pockets because it was kind of like a, a risky thing. Like somebody might get their hand caught in your pocket and it might rip their hand off. Oh, the flag like football. You know what I mean? That was a flag yeah, yeah, football. Flag, that was it. Yeah, flag, flag football, flag football. So that was the biggest thing in flag football was like, yeah, we, we couldn't do that because it was a risk of injury. So in that case, I kind of understand it. But to me, especially with the way they can kind of hide pockets to the point where you don't even really know it's there sometimes, like they do on dresses and whatever and stuff like that. Why would you ever make pants without pockets? Like, I feel like that's the biggest inconvenience ever. Like, I I just don't understand. Like, you don't have anywhere to put your phone. You don't have anywhere to put your wallet. You don't have anywhere to put your keys. Like, 
Let me include to me, back pocket in this conversation. They what? Pants without back pockets. Where do I put I guess, my, my thick ass wallet? <laughs> On my side pocket? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You think I think the reason why I have such a thin wallet now is because of that. Because <laughs> freaking pants pockets are terrible. Like you'll buy some pants and they will have a pocket, but it shouldn't even be considered a pocket because it's not deep enough to put your wallet in it. Or it doesn't fit your phone because every few years the trend goes from having a big phone to a small phone. And when you got one of the big phones, like you got to make sure it fits in your pocket. <laughs> I ask those people. I want to. I want to ask those people all the time. Like, where do you put your life? Your phone. Your <laughs> where do you put your life? Your life? Yeah, you just, you yeah. just leave the car yeah. and you just. Hold hey, wait a minute. So so okay so so and people and people have purses and stuff like that. Um, all the time, but there's a lot of places you can go into, and you can't even have a bag or a purse. So yeah. then, what? What do you do next? <laughs> like, what's next? Oh, you don't have a pocket? Well, I guess I don't know. I guess you can't bring it. Oh, like, what? where do you put? Where do you put your ID when you go to places? Like, what, what there's just side? so many. Like, there's so many things you put your ID in your shoe because you don't have a pocket. Like, why? Why, bro? Like, why? If you go to any place where you're trying to drink, even though I don't drink, you're gonna get ID. Where's your ID? You got to use somebody else's pocket because you ain't got a pocket. Like, just just stop, man. Just stop. Like, your pants should have pockets. Skirts too, man. Just get some pockets. <laughs> That's all I got. Because they got they got purses and it's okay. I I'll put women inside these pockets and come with pants. But but there's some places where they can't bring their purse in though. Like right. Of course. Like, of course. Or, or it's got to be like there's got to be like clear. You got to make sure it's a clear bag to come in here. Of course, of course. So, so yeah, then you gotta buy a clear. Man, get pockets, bro. Get pockets. <laughs> pockets are pockets are underrated, man. Get pockets. <laughs> I got some, bro. I got some nice pants from um, H and M. These are nice little like sweater pants. I rock these pants all the time. I got a couple pair of them, but they only have pockets on the side. They don't have a pocket okay. on the back. So my wallet, mm-hmm. you know, like my wallet, be sitting there like. It looks, it looks crazy. It, I, yeah, you just got you got too much money. You got too much money in your wallet, bro. You just, that's all it is. And when I bought them, I didn't think for a second it wouldn't be a bad pocket. I didn't think for a second. Yeah, It's crazy though, because I I try to keep my wallet like real thin, so I just put it in my front pocket because to me. Um, and don't go rob Drew. But to me, like, if someone was going to try to rob you, like, how easy it to take is it to take your wallet out of your back pocket? You know what I mean? Unless it's tight, like skin tight, like where it's not budging, like it's so much easier for somebody to just walk by and snatch your wallet out of your back pocket. You won't even know they did it. Do me a favor, steal something from me so I can make some money. Like, 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 uh, I'm at the point in my life where, like, you, if you take something from me, I'm not tripping about it. It's insurance. Yeah, I'm paying true. some crazy type of money for it. You're not going to know my credit card or anything like that. I don't carry cash. Yeah. After getting me stuck up once, I'm, I don't do that no more. So That's I, it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, though. For sure. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go to my last one. All right, so this is a this is a two for one special here. Buy one, get one for free. <laughs> First thing is a Sun Pass, E Pass. This is a strictly a Florida thing, obviously. But the whole idea that um, Sun toll roads don't have E Pass, 
e-pass accessible or you need to have <laughs> SunPat. It's such a ridiculous thing. How did you start? Y'all didn't build the roads. Y'all just got on a got on a bid and then and then won the bid and then now you're responsible for raking up all the money for the state or wherever the money goes. I don't understand why y'all can't just combine companies and make it easier for all of us instead of me trying to figure out where to go get change so I can get this e-pass route that you know that it didn't it didn't it didn't build me right or or just make them compatible. It's such a ridiculous thing. It's super annoying for somebody to use driving promos all the time. Just, Another case. Love, I love not driving, bro. I love it. I love it. I love that probably two or the three things that you mentioned today, I don't really have to deal with because I don't be driving that much. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> love it, man. Love it, man. Less stress in my life, man. Blessed and highly favored. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then uh, my second part of this is the uh, whole concept of state tax. Um, I don't understand it. Um, I live in Florida. Major mm-hmm. place. Somebody like me from Baltimore can tell you it's way better in every way. <laughs> people that live in those areas where that are super ratchet or whatever, um, you haven't lived until you lived into a place like Florida where there's just so many things and opportunities and lovely things just walking around and just just the scenery is great. Everything is probably great. And on top of that, I don't get charged a state tax. I don't understand. Why am I living out there in this other trashy place and I'm paying money to live in your state when your, your state ain't nothing compared to my state? That's the, I don't understand the whole concept of that or why that <laughs> exists. It's just a money grab. It's just a reason for these uh, white folk, wealthy white folks, I should say, excuse me, to um, take money out of my pocket. And you know, that, that, I'm going to leave that at that. Yeah, yeah, it's a joke. When you when you mentioned it earlier, and you're just like you're just paying to live in this state, and it's like, yeah, that's that's kind of corny. It's like I can go live here for free, but I gotta pay to live in this state. Come on now, it's a joke. It's a joke. It ain't that nice. Um, okay, but yeah, that that'll lead me to my my next one. You always help me come up with ideas from this, so thank you for that. Um, I'm gonna just go with. I'm not gonna just say pure alcohol, but I'll just say alcoholic drinks. Um, I think we'll be better off without them. And this is my thought for everyone to ask me, like, why I don't drink. And it's just like, I just feel like the bads outweigh the goods. <laughs> and most things I feel like in your life, like you want the good to outweigh the bads, but I just feel like there's a lot of bad things that come from alcohol, drinking alcohol, especially excessively. And it definitely outweighs the goods because I don't know. I don't actually. From I, a, I haven't. I haven't experienced the good parts. So you you can tell me from experience, especially but, from a Christian standpoint. It's a yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, man, all yeah. the bad things happen when we when we. Well, that's, yeah, that's but that's what I'm saying though. That's what I'm saying. I, so I'm I'm a firm believer of not making the same mistakes that somebody else makes. I always pride myself in not making the same mistakes myself that I made before. But I also don't like to make the same mistakes that somebody else made. So if I see a video of somebody drinking and driving to get into an accident, I see a video or if I go to college and I see somebody drinking and passed out or anything like that, if I see stuff like that, I'm like, okay, well, why would I drink? It didn't put them in a good situation. So why did I think it's going to put me in a good situation? 
I'm gonna give. I'm so gonna, I'm a firm believer in that. <laughs> I'm gonna give Devil's Advocate quickly. This is not okay. Okay. Devil's yeah, Advocate please. is just from experience. I'm telling you, some of the most epic nights. Okay. I got too twisted to think about <laughs> the consequences of my actions. Now, great. And those, and those epic nights, it turned out great. But there are mm-hmm. plenty of examples of where it did turn out. That's why I would say 75% of the people I went to school with my freshman year got kicked out by the time I was in school. So <laughs> I understand the, the risk reward is not worth it. But if you're, if you're somebody who's just trying to live life to the fullest and not worry about tomorrow morning, then do your thing, man. God bless you, man. I I can understand why people do it. Um, there's also health benefits when it comes to wine and food, but we never take it there because in moderation, whatever health, what the hell, what does moderation drinking mean? Because the minute you start drinking, it starts messing with your mind, and you're not thinking. You're you're no longer thinking from a normal standpoint once you start getting more twisted. So you, there's no such thing as drinking in moderation because the minute yeah. you start drinking. You're gonna think now. I'm good. I didn't have that much to drink. I'm drinking, <laughs> drinking again. I'm gonna keep drinking. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think the thing I always uh, hear about from people that drink and people that just say, "Yeah, don't drink too much," because it is uh, decision making. So, like for me, I feel like I'm I'm mature enough now to you. You want to think you're always making the right decision. You know what I mean? But why would I add an element in there that's just gonna like and mess up my judgment when yeah, I'm already like when I'm already when I'm already when I'm already second guessing some of the stuff that I do like not that I do any kind of wreck stuff or anything like that but like why would I add that element in there to where it's gonna mess up my judgment when I'm already like okay should I do this should I do that nah bro I'm good I'm good I don't need that I don't need that that's like that's like giving myself a disability like no I don't need that I don't need that I'm fine <laughs> the best part about this is me you had this conversation for many many years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially about me drinking, but obviously I'm drinking, whatever. And yeah, yeah. You don't. And we talked about the, the you know, the risk, and the cost benefit analysis, and the right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did this. <laughs> cost benefit analysis. You did, love it. <laughs> you did this stupid thing. I grew. Drew, I told you don't do that. Like, don't do mm-hmm. that. Like, it's, so we, we, I, we lived through it, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. to me, I probably still haven't learned my lesson. I'm going to enjoy myself, especially the way mm-hmm. my life is going. I'm enjoying myself, you know what? But okay. I've I've learned that, you know, before because I tell you before you know basically before my basketball career ended, I didn't drink ever. Yeah, yeah. I did. The only reason why I drink is because I don't have uh anything that is it's gonna it's not gonna hurt my you know my career, my career yeah. in any way. So yeah. there's no reason for me to you know just like Kobe like basically never drank. It's like I'm not gonna do something that's gonna you know or. or Sacrifice something that I don't need to sacrifice if I can have you know a better time. You know the problem yeah. is it's the control part. You know, like you never yeah, know, yeah. you never know when to stop. You know especially when once you become addicted or alcoholic or something like that, mm-hmm. you never know when to stop. It continues on, and and for me, the, my biggest thing is just just do what you think you know is right. But just don't do it because you've seen a whole bunch of other people do it and then they influence it. Because the only reason why I started is because of peers. All the things that I do that are not good for my body, whatnot, they're all things I just did because other people did. It wasn't because I had this 
desire to do your thing. It's just like do what you think is like right, and then stop letting other people influence you. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was one of my biggest things too is just control. Because people ask why I don't curse and why I don't drink and stuff like that, and it's and they assume automatically it's a Christian thing. But I'm like, that's not really a Christian thing. It's just a preference. And it's something that I use to kind of remind myself, like, okay, you're in control, Dre. Like, you don't have to do everything that everyone else is doing just because they think it's cool. Like, this is a part that you can control. Like, you can, if you want to cuss, you can cuss, but you choose not to. You know what I mean? And just later on down the road, like, when you got decisions to make, like, you're not going to make it based off what other people do. Like, I mean, we can talk about the vaccine but i don't want to talk about the vaccine but at the end of the day like you're going to make your decision based on what you think and the research that you put in and my research on alcohol is what other people did and when i saw what other people did and how their situation turned out i was like you know what i don't think that's for me i don't i don't think that's for me so (laughs) i just kept it stepping (laughs) that's what i I appreciate you bro because you stick to your guns bro you never yeah ever since i've known you never changed from your mentality or characteristically like the way you handle yourself yeah you can remember what i truly believe bro i was calling you proper and sober yeah it is what it is bro (laughs) it is what it is yeah and I could have let I could have let y'all change me, but I was like, nah, bro. Like, Stay true. Stay cool. true, right? That's what it's that's cool. Stay true, man. It is what it is. So that's all. Of, that's all I had. Unless you got something else. Nah, that's all I had. The last thing I all had. Right. Was all right. So let's go ahead. Let's move on to our last games. And we'll go to cool. break and then cut it off. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, Not ooh, what a game this was, Drew. I'm going I'm to let you start from the no, start, go ahead, and then go I'll ahead, just... Go ahead, go ahead. All right, you want me to go ahead? Yes, All right, well, um, I mean, early on, and this is this is the Liverpool trend, early on, like, they, they come at you. Like, Liverpool tries to take you out of the game early on, like, step on your throat. So, um, very early on, Trent has a really nice cross, and some of these, some of these crosses that he plays in, I think he just plays them into an area because he knows his players are getting into the box. And I think this might have been an example of that. But either way, like this cross picks out Robertson perfectly, and Robertson probably should, should have scored the header. Like if you think about it, he was like middle of the box and just heads it wide. But it's just another chance created from Trent, and whether he meant to pass it to Robertson or not, it's like you got to give him credit for picking his head up and putting in a nice ball into the box and giving his chance, giving his team opportunity. Um, Later on, a little later on, Trent gets another opportunity um, from outside the box and just basically bangs one with his left foot. Uh, It ends up getting saved, but it's just one of those things like, I don't know what it is about right backs nowadays, but they just, they just don't know how to act like Reese James Kinsella, which we'll talk about a little later, and Trent, like they, they are not just right backs anymore. Like the top right backs do not just play right back; they are all over the field and they are impacting the game everywhere. Like it's it's insane, it's insane. But um, Tottenham are able to kind of weather that storm, and then uh, I think on a quick turnaround, I think it was Winks. I was really impressed with Winks this game. Um, I think Winks wins the ball back on a, on a tackle, uh, gets it to 
Indumbale, which some people be calling Indumballer, of course. Because uh, he, he kind of does his thing when he's out there sometimes. Kind of does his thing. He plays a through ball to Harry Kane. Perfectly weighted. Perfect. Kane just has to let it go by him. And uh, Harry Kane finally gets a finish, man. Finally gets a finish. finish. I think that's his second goal of the, finish, uh, great, of the season. Great finish. And I got to say yeah. this for the audience. This is yep. Tottenham, yep. um, Liverpool, at the beginning, this was early on. So this yeah, was yeah, about yeah. 13 minutes in. So Liverpool was doing their, like, doing their thing, making things happen. Yep. And then they just struck. And this is the beautiful thing about soccer is that no matter how good you're playing, possession wise, whatever. You don't get that goal. At any point, <laughs> that counter or that yeah. opportunity will change the whole game. And this yep. Yep. Change the game. And it did. Did beautiful ball and beautiful right footed shot from Harry Kane and he I mean, I don't think there's an argument for this really. It's hard to just say that, but I think he's the best finisher, at least in the Premier League. But he just hasn't really shown think, that this season. Yeah, not this year, but yeah. Yeah, he hasn't really shown it this season. And obviously, Salah's numbers would cause you to maybe think something else. But Kane in front of goals, he's a dangerous player. And dangerous player. And the difference between him and Salah is that he's more of a threat in the air. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He's just got another yeah. little bit more of an element to his game, but then. On the other end, you might argue, well, Salah's just faster, and he doesn't necessarily need great service. Like you can just give him the ball and watch him do something. So better that's that's a whole another yeah that's better. yeah that's 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 yeah different positions, I guess. You know, so you just leave that alone. Um, so yeah, one note that I had was uh, Van Dyke was out this game, and I don't know if it was a COVID thing because I know Liverpool had a bunch of COVID players out too. Um, but Kanate, who was in there for this game, um, just about blocks Kane's shot. And the first thought that I had was, does Virgil Van Dyke block that shot? I don't know. Like, so that was one of those things that's just like kind of in there. It's like, Van Dyke really is an important player for them. He really is. Like, and Kanate's been, been good, but he just doesn't get there to block the shot. And great finish from Kane. Um, so Spurs have a clear game plan, which you can see throughout this game. Um, they're fine with Liverpool attacking and they just, they're set up to play on the counter. Um, they get another countering opportunity. Harry Kane kind of gets the ball on the outside and it's basically a one on two. Um, and Kane takes it on the outside and plays a cross in the sun. And the cross was kind of nice. Like, I would say maybe it had too much power on it. And maybe Kane should have drove a little bit more to get a better angle. I don't know. But he plays this cross to Sun. Sun kind of reaches for it with his left foot, but can't get enough control on it to finish. So that was just, that's just kind of like the flow of the game that Tottenham tried to play with is, okay, we're going to sit back and we're going to counter with Kane and Sun. And so far, so good. Like, it was working for him. Um, good score, but yeah, good save. Yeah, yeah, good, good opportunity. Um, good save by Alex. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then, what else do I have in mind? So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a little further down. I think, I think Lloris made a good save before that, but uh, Liverpool playing the way they play, like. 
you can expect City to score some beautiful goals, and you can expect Liverpool to score some scrappy goals because they they just play high energy, high press, and this was like a loose ball. Robertson gets to it really quickly, just beats everyone to it, plays a quick cross in, and Jota scores a header. And this header is just, you're not saving it. Like, he directs it perfectly into the corner. Lloris doesn't even get a chance to jump. Like, it was a good enough ball from Robertson, but Johnson's just really, he's really good in the air. He really is. I think he had a couple other headed chances this game, and he just doesn't look like the biggest player, but he can jump, and his positioning is always really good. Uh, so he scores the header to tie it up. Um, I think still in the second half, I think a little bit before that, Spurs had another break in Sun. Say what? Before the first, before the Okay, okay. So this is okay, okay. Yeah, a, a little bit before that, they had another good chance. And this was the Allison save that I was most impressed with. Sun plays it into Daily Alley, and Daily Alley takes a shot across the box. It looks like it might be going wide, but Allison makes such a good save. Like, he just kind of reaches out with his left arm and just kind of pushes it out, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Daily Alley couldn't believe it because the break was perfect, and they just uh, they just couldn't finish. I think everything else I have is from the second half. That's what I got. Um, yeah. Okay, so there's another break, and I'm telling you, it's a trend. You can see that basically – Tottenham don't want to keep the ball for that long. Like they want to get the ball and they want to break. And it was it was effective this game. So they get a they actually get a two on one opportunity with the goalie. And I think it's Daly Alley that takes it down and passes it back to Kane. And Kane is basically him and the goalie. I think if he had it back, he would have tried to take a touch and go around the goalie, but he kind of tries to shoot it. I don't know underneath him. And Allison makes another amazing save, basically, um, from a two-on-one situation. And to me, at the end of the day, I think that's why Spurs didn't win this game because that's a chance that you got to take. And they had multiple chances um, in this game. I think they, I think they outplayed Liverpool for the most part in this game, um, and. I think they were kind of unfortunate to not come away with the win. I think on another day, they win this game like 3-2 or something like that. Uh, but one more thing. Say what? X. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but one more thing to note, I think, from this game is uh, the uh, controversial yellow card for Harry Kane. Um, I don't think it was... I don't think it should have been a red card, but obviously if you're Liverpool, you're asking for a red card there because he has that uh, kind of slide tackle into Robertson. But I think, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, his studs were up, but I feel like it was kind of like a bad tackle, and I feel like he just missed the ball. So I don't know. I don't think he came up with it. I don't think he came through with enough force for it to be a red card, really. Yeah. And that's that's my opinion on it. Uh, yeah, he had a slide tackle where he um. This is Robertson. Just yeah. Well, Harry Kane had the slide tackle first, and Liverpool wanted a red card, but Robertson got a tackle later on, which I think had a lot more 
force because he was kind of swinging his leg, and he ended up getting a red card there. Yeah, I and I just think, I just think if you watch it, if you watch like the force of Kane's tackle versus the force of Robertson's, I think, I think it was right. But obviously, if you're a Liverpool, you can, Liverpool fan, you're gonna be upset about it. But uh, at the end of the day, I think I think Spurs blew it this game. I think they had the chances to score. Um, I think their game plan was great, which you don't often see. I love it when there's a good game plan that just gives give props to the coach because they brought in a good coach and he's known for uh, having some success at different places, including Chelsea. Um, so they brought him in, and I think he, I mean he he got he got a point off Liverpool. It's impressive, it's impressive point. Should have been more, but he got a point. Tottenham um, hasn't been you know, doing their thing lately, or doing like all season and off and on. Uh, they, they haven't. They haven't. So this is a big game for them. Forty-seven-five. Probably like a one-seven-five point underdog in this game, mm-hmm. and, they, and, yeah. they get, and they get a point out of this game. They get a draw. Yeah, they, they get a point and probably should have won. Like if they just were a little better uh, finishing this game, they could have won. So yeah, I was impressed with Tottenham, and I hope I hope it carries on. It was nice to see Daly Alley back in the team because he's fallen out with a couple managers. So it was nice to see him back out there. And they had Ndombele out there. like, And they held Salah in check. I think that's the first game Salah didn't score and like score or assist in like 16 games. So that's a big deal. People started to figure out how to how to deal with Salah. Nah, they're not going to ever figure him out. But if people try yeah, to yeah, yeah. lower and slower each, each game, he doesn't be dominated the way he had been. Early on, or dominating the way you know, it's still been pretty different than everybody else. Still been the best yeah. player, but teams have been playing pretty decently against him. They figure out, you know, you got to put a guy there and then you put a guy there to help. It's just not, yeah. a, it's just not a one man thing. It's yeah, he's gotta, he's gotta keep, he's gotta keep adapting his game, I guess. Him and Trent, that combination with him and Trent is, is still dangerous. It's still dangerous, but yeah, people have been holding him in check. But game game of the weekend for me was that one, even though it was just a two two, or was it two two or one one? This was a two two. Two two, yeah. Even though it was a two two, there was no winner. Like great game, man. Great game, fun to watch. Son and Robertson scored in second half. It, this was a this was a really good game, but from a just a Premier League standpoint, just like the game, yeah. you know, yeah. they like this game. Oh, and after but, after hyping up Allison that whole game because he made a couple of excellent saves where he looked world class, mm-hmm. he made a huge error on Sun's last goal. Got to point that out. Like he he came out uh, because there was a ball coming towards the box, completely missed it, and Sun just picks it up and taps it in. And I think it was a Deserved goal because Tottenham have been playing so well, and they probably got kind of unlucky on Liverpool's goal before that because I think there was a foul. So I think they deserved it, but yeah, Allison had a stinker, <laughs> had a stinker. But your boy's up next, man. I'll let you yeah. take over. All right. <laughs> oh, so my play of the game is Jota, um, just because I'm a Japan. He just makes those plays that stick out to me. He's always excellent um, on the ball, off the ball. Uh, making runs, uh, making plays, um, doesn't turn it over a lot. So I, I like, I like the way he plays, and yeah. played great in this game. All right, so 
Now we're on to the uh, main event. <laughs> uh, so my boys is on top. You know, we're on top of the league. We're about four or five points ahead of Chelsea. Three or four points ahead of Liverpool. Um, so we're we're in our bag. You know, this was a uh, one of those games we played Newcastle. Um, I expected this to be. I think I guessed three zero or two zero in this game. I expected us to beat them down. They're, obviously, they got the new ownership. They got a lot of things going on. They got to figure out some personnel and resources. Um, and staying in the league, don't get regulated type thing. That's the type of thing they need yeah. to worry about. So, obviously, they're not going to be a problem for us. Um, but there were some interesting storylines. And the first one I want to bring up is my boy Grealish and Foden are out in this game. Uh, not playing. Uh, restarting this game. Well, why is that, bro? And what I find out, you know, I don't know if social media is legit. I, I don't know if it, you know, obviously it's like, social media is not really like, you don't know, you can't trust everything on the Apparently they were out partying after that Leeds blowout. And when they came back out of shape, not ready, not. If you're a super great athlete, I don't even know how that happens because I just bounce. You know, even when I, when I was doing my thing, I just bounce back. It didn't, I, so for me, I don't know if you can blame too much on that. You didn't have to be crazy, super drunk to not be able. To I heard it was. I heard it was like a walkthrough. I heard it wasn't even like a full training, and they just probably got ratted out by somebody because Pep, I don't think, was even there. I think Pep was in Spain uh, watching Aguero's last game. And somebody, yeah, somebody snitched, it sounded like to me. <laughs> That's from what I heard, it sounded like somebody snitched. <laughs> and this might have been a COVID type thing, like they have rules and yeah, stuff, so yeah, maybe probably. we can't do this and that. And then maybe they got caught, they're not allowed to go out, whatever. So, um, so apparently, this was a uh, internal punishment type of game. Um, I found that, I found that, I didn't know that when the game started. When the game started, I'm like, what the hell is Pep doing? I'm always doing these questions, and that should be. Question: What the hell are you doing? If you blind us, but Greasy voted on the bench, and I just found that super um, problematic. From because I've been saying this from the jump when we started this podcast that well, we're a completely different team. All the time aside, we're a completely different team without Foden. Foden is the guy that makes us a different team. He's one of those players, like a great receiver. He makes your team unguardable. So he just makes a difference. We're a talented team. We can win without him. But we're not winning any real, anything real, Champions League, anything, Premier League this season without him starting. Because he, he, him and De Bruyne and this year, Silver, are our best players. And you have to play your best player. I don't care how young you are. And Cancelo. 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 Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm going to Cancelo. But... So early on in this game, um, the early goal was really just a terrible defense. <laughs> and Cancelo actually that's the assist position. Um, the goalkeeper just lets the ball bounce. They try to blame this on the defender. I don't know what the defender is supposed to do there because the ball went over his head. I don't know what they want him to do there. But um, to me, this ball could have been cleared by the goalkeeper or at least could have been easily caught. Um, Cancelo catches a get, gets a pass from somebody. Oh, man, I don't know what that name. Um, but then um, there's a tap in right over, uh, catches the pass, gets it over the defender, 
it lands like right in front of the goalkeeper, and then he doesn't go get the ball. So you get honestly, honestly, like after conceding this goal, you don't deserve to be in the Premier League anymore. That was that was one of the worst goals I've ever seen get conceded. But I gotta give Kinsella credit because he kept the ball in because it wasn't the best pass. He kept the ball in and was able to get it uh, across to set that goal up. But that was terrible defending, man. That was terrible. But yeah, I'm gonna let you keep going. Trash defending. Trash. It was trash. I don't even want to give us credit for it because of how terrible it was. It was bad, man. If you if you see this play, you're like, this is not the best. This is this is why I don't watch other leagues. Yeah, because you'll see stuff like this. Why don't watch FIFA or watch any other of these? MLS, right? Yeah, La Liga or any other leagues. No, I don't watch them because I I can only put up with because you gonna see stuff like this. Yeah, I can only put up with the, the premier level of uh, you know, the best level of soccer. And I can't even watch low level college football. I can't even watch college basketball. Yeah, I just can't stand amateur sports. <laughs> like, I'm an they amateur. I'll learn. just go play. I'll just go play sports. Yeah, facts. Yeah, I want to watch amateur sports or coach. I want to. If I want to see professionals, I want to see it at the highest level. So we want to see them watch. Otherwise, I can do what you do. I don't want. I don't need to watch. <laughs> anyway, Cancelo, um, gets an assist on there. Um, the way he's been playing lately, he deserves it. Um, good header, but obviously terrible defense. Um, Diaz is all on there and just easily put it on. Just continue on the trend, trend of anybody on the team to score. Diaz is at five in four positions when he makes the play. Um, around the 27 minute mark, um, Cancelo, now this is the play of the game. And full disclosure, he's going to be playing a match. Um, Cancelo goes around, makes a couple dudes miss, uh, gets the ball on his right foot. Kicks it in between two defenders from damn near, I think it was right outside the box. Um, the goalkeeper has no chance. Um, just Kinsella just shows why he's different, why he's one of the best, you know, attacking defensive, I guess, players in the league. Um, and he can play, I guess, the left back or the right back position. Um, the way the pass can use him. He's one of the best. Trent, what are you talking about, Reese? Um, one of those players that are defensive players are just super great at my, my comment on Cancelo is that he's stealing a left back slash right back spot because there was too much competition in the midfield. That's my opinion on him because he ain't got no business playing left back or right back because he's too freaking talented going forward. So Pep was like, you know what? We're just going to put you at one of these spots so you ain't got to fight Gundogan and KDB and everybody else in the midfield. Yeah, he's got that. no chance. And he's got no chance. He was so talented at the mid because still, but you're not taking silver spot. You're not taking kicking spot. Obviously. Yeah. You're not taking longer spot. Where are you going to yeah, play? He's, yeah, he's having he's having an outstanding season, and it don't matter if he plays right back like he played this game because Zinchenko was in there, I think. Yep, and it don't matter if he plays right back or left back. Dude is just he's he's different, man. He's he's different. <laughs> he's different. The, and we're going to have to have that Trenton Cancelo debate eventually. That's so. got to be, that's got to happen down the road. But yeah, let me stop. 
interrupting you. No. <laughs> so uh, Newcastle, they almost score um, right before the half, um, but their player just blows it. Um, I think it was Hayden. Was that the the header? Yeah, the header. Um, yeah, he he just completely missed the header. Yeah, it was Hayden. Um, I think it was a perfect ball to him. Like, I don't even know how the hell because he didn't even get up. <laughs> this is when you were talking about how um, you think Trent just plays the ball into spots. To me, mm-hmm. I think every player just plays the ball into spots, and then dudes yeah. have to find their way to get there. I think it's very rare that dudes get well, knocked out. Where nah, because nah, I don't. Well, I think it is very rare, but I think a player on your team does that pretty consistently, De Bruyne, because De Bruyne will actually pick people out, but. In no, I'm trend, saying, I think sometimes I mean, pick people up too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But some, like I don't know. It's like because sometimes they play in blind, like they won't even look into the box and they'll just play a ball into the box. But sometimes they do look up and they're like, okay, I think somebody's gonna make this movement, so I'll put the ball there. But yeah, sometimes when they don't have enough time, they just put it into a spot. Yeah, hope. because there's too many hit, hit and hope, where bro. the ball goes over. Three, four, five dudes' heads, and then he yeah, yeah. heads, and it's like, yeah, yep. no way you. Would yeah, you were not, you were not aiming for them. Yeah. But it looks on corners, like you're a soccer fan, yeah. You're like, yeah, you do that on purpose. Yeah, on corners, it's it's hard on corners, bro. But like in open play, it's really like, what do they have time for? Do they have time to pick up their head, or are they as good as De Bruyne, where they basically can see the man open before they even get the ball? You know, and they already know where the ball's going. Yep, and it's actually right in the second half of this game. Um, a, a crazy save by um, Dubrovka. Um, Mares finds Silva, and then Silva finds Jesus for a header. And um, it's just a great save. And you can tell Silva really picked Jesus out on that one. Yeah. Great save by Dubrovka. Yep, Jesus could not get a goal this game, man. It's true. Yeah. And he's that type of player where he's always, he's almost, he's almost got. He's always he's always an almost guy, and that's why I can't stand why he's always out there. Um, but we don't have a whole lot of options with some good attacking players, attacking forward players, um, and that's why Sterling, you know, getting in his bag been so crucial this season because we just haven't had anybody, and then and we lost Torres, which was finally given. You finally given this man some credit, huh? For sure, Sterling's. He been he been carrying, huh? He been doing his thing. <laughs> yeah. When the dude actually starts playing, earning his paycheck, I I can't see. But he's got a history that obviously I can't see him. Yeah. The ba- he, he's got a he's got a history of scoring goals. Like if you if you look at his record, like got man, a resume. Man is a goal getter. Yeah, man is a goal getter for City for sure. <laughs> so um, this was the interesting part. We go up three zero. Um, VAR calls an offsides, BS offsides. Luckily, it got fixed right away. But um, my boy, that uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Zinchenko. Um, and this is what I'm talking about picking out dudes. Yes. Zinchenko yes. picks out my boy Mares for a great finish. Uh, what a ball! Right he man did his Cancelo impression in there. That's the note I had. <laughs> he did his Cancelo impression because he he put it on a plate for Mares, and all Mares had to do was finish. Loved it. Loved it. Beautiful ball. <laughs> uh, I want to see Zachenko out there more. Uh, I want to see less Laporte. Um, but I know that Zachenko's mostly a, a wing defender. 
mm-hmm. outside defender, but I feel like you can play Zichenko in the inside, in that inside of defensive spot if you need to. Um, obviously, it's not ideal, but I want to see less of Laporte, and I want to because Laporte to me makes too many mistakes, and those type of mistakes you can't get away with in the Champions League. You're not going to get away with the the, the, the silly passes and stuff that Laporte does that just frustrates me. He's still a good defender and he's, he's a good all-around player. He doesn't do anything great. He's a lot of good things good. He doesn't do anything great. And I think Zichenko is an offensive you know, defensive player, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's an attacking defensive player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, he... Mm. Yeah, this is a great ball. Ball, great yeah, ball. You know, I mean, we we end up scoring again. We really begin to too much of this. Hazes finds Sterling at the end. Um, Edison has a great, um, great um, save in this game. Edison played a great game. Um, but you know, just give a little season takeaways um, for City. Um, we're playing amazing. I don't think that we will lose. The Premier League. I think that we're too talented um, that we're going to hold our spot for the way go- from here on out. Um, because I don't even think, and this is, and the biggest key to me is Silver hasn't fell off and Kevin DeBoyne is now in his bag. So we got one of the best players to ever play the game is in shape now, in form. And on top of that, we got one of the dudes who's been good for, for many, many years. He's got a history of being great. I remember one of the, a couple of years ago, you telling me about how Silver, you know, you couldn't tell the difference between him and, uh, uh what's his name? Uh, how, Messi. Messi. Uh, you couldn't forget, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't tell the difference between those two. They were playing, like, extremely great and, and elite. Yeah, he's, um, he's back to that level. I don't know how. That happens. How you take kind of like a gap year, but he's like he's back year. to that level. Yeah, year and a half too. Yeah, whatever it was, bro. I don't know how. I don't know that happens where you just like, all right, you're you're basically playing like the top, like a top five player in the world, and you just fall off of a cliff, and then you just come back, and you're like, yeah, I'm back from that cliff I fell off. But that's what he did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the amount like, of complaining I did to you about, yeah, silver. Last year, yeah, and it's crazy because it's almost like Mares is just just there now because Silva's been that good. <laughs> like Mares is out there, yeah. And Mares was Mares is one of the players from last year that Gun like Gunnigan who had a breakout mm-hmm. year, but then this mm-hmm. year he's like man, whatever. Even though he had some great players in this game, but yep. Mares is like whatever, man. We can do without you. You don't have to play. No, like yeah. you're gonna play great, or you're just not gonna play. But with Silva and Gundogan this year, like they just been great, and they continued on their, their form from the end of last year. Or Gundogan, he was great all year last year. But yeah, one thing I have to give Pep credit for is uh, his rotation, and I think it's uh, like he has a way of. He has a way of rotating his players to where it looks like, okay, he's sitting them because they're in bad form. But in reality, I think he's just keeping players fresh. It's almost like he gives his players like mini vacations because like Jesus right now, like you haven't seen Jesus 
in quite some time, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see him in the next couple games. And it's just because he's obviously Foden and them were out, but he might rest him for a couple weeks. You know what I mean? And Jesus might be in the rotation. And then you'll start seeing them back in the game and you'll see Jesus and Sterling sit out for a little bit. So Pep has a really good way of rotating his players to try to keep them fresh. And I think that's why y'all are always almost, I would say, at an advantage in the Premier League because of you can him only being, him being so him being so good at resting his players and like picking spots to rest them. Like he he knows y'all are playing against like Newcastle. Okay, I could probably get away with not playing my strongest side against Newcastle because Newcastle aren't that great. So yeah, this is a punishment for Grealish and Bowden, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I can use this as rest for them because we don't really need them this game. Yep, and, and if, you can only and if I gotta rest them for three weeks. Yeah. You yeah, can only do this when you have that Facts. super talented Facts. team that we have. This is the only way he can get away with this. But Facts. it's yeah. the same thing I was talking about with Thomas. You, If you have the deep team, you have no excuses. Figure it out. Now, this year is different because you got COVID. So it's not just injuries. You got a whole COVID type of thing you're dealing with. But yeah. if you have a deep team, there's no excuse for, for wearing your dudes out. Now it gets yeah. I mean, if we if we would have lost like a defender, one right. midfielder, and one attacker, it'd be different. But we literally lost four attackers to COVID, and some other players. Like you're just killing our attacking options, and it's like God looking. I, I I prefer I prefer Mason Mount in the midfield, honestly, because I think he's more of a threat there. He can pick people out from deep, um, and I'd rather have come on back back midfield. Well, yeah, so like. If if we had to play two midfielders, like I would play Mason Mount in the midfield because he just works really really hard with, with like a with yeah with a Conte rather than playing Loftus Cheek there because Mason Mount just he just brings so much more energy and he's just a better decision maker. Like I, I trust him to play a good final ball. I don't trust Ruben Loftus Cheek to play a good final ball Younger, out of the midfield. Better, yeah, yeah. He it's just I don't I don't know how to explain it. But uh, but yeah, it's just the balance. Like we just needed a balance of COVID cases, to where all our attackers didn't get it and all our defenders didn't get it. But yeah, yeah, I still, I still, I still love, I still love, love my team. No, I still love my team, and we still gonna battle. We gonna battle to the end of the season. Our defense, I think, is still playing all right, and I think the midfield and. The Chilwell injury is huge, but you gotta overcome it, man. You gotta overcome it. You gotta play through those hiccups and and keep going, keep going. But we definitely gonna have some changes next season. Like I don't know, we're either gonna keep Alonzo because they like him and play him in a more attacking role, or we just gonna get a new left back. Simple as that. <laughs> um. So what we gonna do is that we're gonna we're gonna. Close it off during the segment. We're not gonna have another segment. We're gonna go through our end of the end of the you know, season stuff, takeaways, play of the week. We're gonna go through that right now. Cool, cool. Yeah, start the trend here. So, and we'll go through our predictions. Uh, final takes away takeaway for the season. Um, Liverpool still a problem, but defensively, I'm still worried about. The, I'm not worried, obviously, but I'm still not worried about them because their defense can be had, and they've proven that they can be had. So to me, I'm not too worried about them ever catching us and passing us where we can't catch them because obviously, you know, this stuff is it's 
it's a little trendy. Some teams get hot, like we've gotten hot lately. You know, think these things are, you know, the, the, the ebb and flow, kind of like the stock market type of thing. Um, but yeah, Liverpool to me defensively they're not strong enough to beat us in the Premier League. Uh, to win out the Premier League over us. Now they could beat us in a tournament like Champions League um, type of thing, um, where you do one off or a two off game. But yeah. when it comes to Premier League, when it comes strictly standings and how you play throughout season, <laughs> I don't see the I don't see affecting us. Chelsea to uh to me is our Long biggest time. problem. Um, yeah, I'll let you get into Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I just think if we come back healthy, I think our midfield is more important than anything else. If we come back healthy, our midfield gets healthy, and we just get a couple attackers to show a little bit of form. I think we're fine. I think we're fine, and I think Tuchel has the right to be stubborn because he has been stubborn. He's had every opportunity in these last three weeks to change his formation, and he hasn't because it's worked for us. And I think it's just the players and the positionings that we have to get more comfortable with. And if it means that people got to go and we got to bring other people in, then so be it. And I think it's on him. He's going to get an opportunity to bring the players in that he wants to kind of fill that mold. And uh, if he brings the right players in, I think we're going to keep improving. So I think January is going to be big for us because I think we should bring in one or two players, hopefully a left back and a midfielder. And I think we'll start knocking right back on the door and be right where we were. Because I think I think our defenders outside of <laughs> I think our defenders outside of our uh, <laughs> outside of Marcus Alonso uh, are freaking excellent. Like I love our defense. I love Chalaba. I love Rudiger obviously. Thiago Silva is my my gosh, this man is brilliant. He is so good. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's automatic, and I love Christensen too. Even though he's having contract uh, issues, like I hope he signs his contract because he's really good as well. Locked down Antonio not too long ago. Great game from him. But um, but yeah, yeah. We we just got to get healthy, man. We just got to get healthy, and we'll be knocking back on the door again. I think people are overreacting. Got to get healthy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, for my player of the week, if we're doing that, I gotta go Kinsella, man. He's, I love Kinsella. He's a great player. I'll give it to him. Excellent game from him. He, he's the danger man. He's the danger man for City. <laughs> I don't know. I stole yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, man, this, it was an interesting, I think Jota really shined. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I wouldn't say anybody on Liverpool besides you know him, but uh, I guess I will go. Hmm, interesting weekend actually. I will go with. I guess I can't pick against my own player. I'm not gonna pick against my own player. Let's see, this Tottenham, Liverpool. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Why not? We'll go with Jota. Cool with that. All right. So, last thing here, we're going to do our predictions. And then uh, we're going to be done. All right. So, uh, my boys, we play uh, Leicester City. Day after Christmas. Uh, this is going to be a 3 1. 
I think we do concede because Lester is offensively a threat. Um, I think this is a Foden, Gundogan, um, probably penalty type of Hazu. Somebody gets a penalty type of game. We can see it on some lucky nonsense, probably. We've just been so good with the clean sheets. I feel like we got to get clean sheets. So, um, this is a 3 1 comfortable win. I don't think this is a, I think this is a 2 0, you know, maybe 3 0, 3 1 type of game. Not a, we're, we're worried about losing a point or something like that. I think it's a comfortable win. Nice win after chilling on my bed, just chilling and relaxing, not, not a care in the world type of thing. Um, okay. And then okay. y'all play uh, Aston Villa. Um. Okay, so I like us to win this game 2-1 because I think we'll get one midfielder back and at least one attacker back. Um. So, yeah, I like I like us to I like us 2-1 in this game, just because I think until we get Kovacic, Jorginho, and Conte back healthy. I think we just got a mistake in that midfield. I think we got a mistake in that midfield until we got all three healthy at the same time. So until then, always just believe we're just going to give up a dumb goal off a midfield mistake. Um, But I think we can get two goals because the chances have been there and we're just missing attackers. So I think once our attackers are back and there's positions to compete for, they will start producing because I think that was a big thing before Lukaku picked up COVID. I think is he got in a position where he had to compete. Like he wasn't just set up in the lineup. And that's always, that's always a good thing to, to me. Cause if you don't know you're starting, like you got to work harder and you got to make the most of your opportunities. Yeah. So it's, it's always a good thing to have competition. And that's, that's what's powering city. Like you can't just walk into the city team. And inspect to play like all this money they paid for Grealish and Grealish isn't an automatic starter. Like you don't just walk into the team and get a spot. And when we're healthy, I feel like we're in the same situation where Hudson Adoy has to fight for playing time. Team has to fight for playing time. Plusic has to scrap for playing time. But yeah, that's, that's what it is. So, so yeah, but when we're not healthy and people just got a spot. It's like, I don't know. I guess they don't feel like they have to work as hard because they know there ain't nobody else but, but youth players and youth players aren't going to take their spot. So, so yeah, end of the day, just got to get healthy. Just got to get healthy. <laughs> yeah, and to give just the audience, I don't even really think Gunnigan played this game. I, gotta be, <clears throat> I think, um, I think, um, what's it, Dino? Uh, Fernandino, uh, yeah. I think he came in at the end, but I don't even think Gundogan played in this game. Yeah, I don't even think he played. And, and Gundogan's been great. So the idea that we could just sit Gundogan. Death matters, man. So that's all I got to say. Okay. So I'll leave it at that. Death matters. Um, it's been a great, <laughs> obviously, it's been a great podcast. Um, I actually got a lot of ideas on a random topic that just came up to my mind. It's a lot of things that annoy me. That's like, all right, yeah, this is something I got to bring up. Uh, so we're going to continue this on. Uh, obviously, it's been a pleasure. We appreciate everybody for listening in. 
Um, let us know what you think. Hit me up on social media. Um, you can look up Pitch Talk on social media. Find me. Um, if you got any thoughts, comments, um, we appreciate it. And, and, we, and we out, man. We out. Peace. All one. Right. All right, one. <laughs>